And if you will turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 14, uh, Exodus chapter 14, um, and I'm not sure if you guys got this as well, but I, I was just thinking about that song this evening. We were singing uh, the meeting in the air, and I just got a notification like before church that there's a tornado watch, so we might be a meeting in the air pretty soon. <laughs> just joking. Uh, that's why I'm preaching tonight about trusting God. It'll be all right. But uh, we're going to start reading in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 1. And it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before Pyrrhiroth, before Migdal, and the sea over against Belzephon. Before it uh, shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are entangled in the land, the wilderness has shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, that he will follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took six hundred chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the hosts and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army, and it overtook them encamping by the sea beside Pyrrhiroth, before Belzephon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, Hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt, uh, dealt thus with us, to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. And let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for your words. And I pray that we would see uh, how important your word is in our life and, and would lift you up. And I pray that um, you would just help us to draw closer to you. And I pray that you would help me as I preach tonight, that you would just use me. And I pray that you would uh, bless this evening and bless your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So I would like to bring emphasis on uh, verse uh, 15. It says, Speak unto the children of Israel uh, that they go forward. And I want to ask you a personal question. This, this is something you have to ask yourself. Um, many times in the Christian life, we, we think about uh, salvation and, and the wonderful thing that the Lord has done in saving our soul. And we should be grateful each day for the salvation that God has brought us. But why can we trust God with our salvation? Something as great as salvation, something as great as eternity. But it seems like when there's a situation that arises uh, in our life, 
it, it seems like we, we don't trust God through that. We, we worry, we fret, and we've all been through this. We've all had situations. We've all had trials um, where it seems like we, we've trusted God for salvation, but in the midst of this trial, in the midst of this hardship, in the midst of really an unknown situation or direction that God is leading you through, it seems that we don't trust God through that. And I pray uh, that each one of us are trusting God, not only in the hard times, but also um, it, when life seems easy, that trusting God is not just through hard times. It's not just something you do every once in a while. It's not like God is a spare tire and you only need him when something bad happens. God is something constant that we need to make sure we're trusting God every day in our life. Not, not just sometimes, but all the time. And if uh, recently we've been uh, going over the book of Exodus and uh, Numbers and Deuteronomy uh, in the in junior church about how the Israelites, you know, God led them through the wilderness, and we see time and time again how God had provided for them. And what what did the Israelites do when something new arose in their life? They complain, right? They they're like, "Have you sent us here to die in the wilderness?" I mean, they even said it. Uh, here in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 12, uh, they said, For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And when you think about what just happened, remember God sent the ten plagues upon Egypt, and they saw all these many miracles, all these wonderful things that the Lord had done to lead them out of the land of Egypt to bring them unto the promised land. But we see that a new problem arises, and what do they go to? It had been better for us to be in Egypt. And, and it's just, sometimes we get like mind-boggled by all of this and saying, like, didn't God just do this for them? Like, how could they be so foolish not to trust God in this new situation? Yet we find ourselves, oftentimes, God has brought us to something new. We, we know before God has delivered us, God has shown us many miracles. But when a new situation arises, what do we do? Most of the time we doubt Him, don't we? Instead of trusting God. Uh, like we should. But I would like us to read again in Exodus chapter 14 um, and 1 through 3. And it says, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they, and, that they turn and encamp before Pyrrhiroth, before Migdal, and the sea over against Belzephon. Before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will save the children of Israel. They are entangled in the land the wilderness has shut them in. And verse 4, it says, I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them, and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all, and upon all his hosts that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord, and they did so. And to, in a way to, in verse 15, it says that they go forward. In a way to move forward uh, in the Christian life, first of all, is by trusting God at his word, trusting God and that he's faithful, trusting God at his promises. Remember, God has spoken unto Moses, and he says, I will be honored upon Pharaoh. And notice uh, what the Lord says. He doesn't say the Israelites will be honored. He doesn't say you, Moses, will be honored. He says, I will be honored. And, and the last of verse 4 says um, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord, and they did so. What was the whole reason of this situation that the Lord had brought them to? It says that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And we look at this, the Lord has spoken to Moses and he, he said, you know, speak to the children of Israel and say this unto them, that I will be honored and that all the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. 
And so when we look at what the Lord had just said, they should have remembered what had happened in the land of Egypt and, most importantly, remembered God's word and that when God says something, he's faithful to keep it. If you look back to the time of, of Joseph, that the Lord has said, you know, I will get you out of the land of Egypt. I forget what verse it is. I should have wrote that down. But the Lord had promised them that he would bring them out of Egypt and he would lead them to the promised land. He would lead them to Canaan. But we see that how quickly they were to forget God's word. And even after the Lord had just spoke this unto Moses and said, speak this unto the children of Israel, you know, what was their response in verse 11? Did they say, okay, we've heard God's word. We're going to trust him. You know, we're going to move forward. We're going to go forward. We're excited what the Lord is doing uh, for us. But we see that wasn't their response in verse 11. It says, and they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? They were questioning God, saying, why are you bringing us out of Egypt? And if, you know, if they were to look to the future and where God wanted them, they would have realized, okay, this is the reason why you wanted us to move out of Egypt. But, you know, God doesn't always show us the end result of something up front, does he? He wants us to trust him in that situation. And, and this is what the Lord was doing. He's, he said, you've already seen what I can do. Trust me again. And the Lord had great things. And we've read through the book of Exodus. And many of you guys had read through the book of the, uh, have read through the whole Bible. And you know what the Lord had done uh, for the Israelites. And so we see the end picture of what God wanted for them. But in this moment, the Israelites did not see that. They did not see the promised land. They didn't know how God was going to deliver them. But God was saying, trust me, I will deliver you. And, and we see in verse 13, the Lord said this, fear you not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord was going to deliver them. But what he wanted them to do was trust God and, and trust his word. Um, if we'll also look in 1 Samuel chapter 17, a very familiar passage about uh, David and Goliath. First um, Samuel four, or 17, um, in verse 45 and 46, and starting in verse 45, it said, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And we see once again, and there's also several other instances where God was going to deliver his people. God was going to deliver the Israelites. God was going to deliver David. But once again, it was not for their own glory. It was for the Lord. They said um, that... I in verse uh, four in Exodus chapter fourteen it says that uh, it says that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord, and they did so. And this was the whole purpose of of this. And we also look in Isaiah chapter fifty five. And when we look at uh, trusting God's word, just like the Israelites when they heard God's word, they should have received it and believed it as soon as they heard it. And we should do the same. When we hear God's word, we should trust him uh, at his word. In verse 
Actually, Isaiah 55 and verse 8, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts uh, than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that may give seed to sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, and shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. And I'm so thankful that the Lord's, that God's word, it has power. It says so in, in this verse. It says it will not return void. It is not for naught. It's not for nothing. God's word has power. And we also see that in the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 4 and verse 12, talking about how God's word has power. And this isn't just what I'm saying. God's word says this, and it is true. It says in verse 12 of chapter 4, it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and to the joints and marrow, that, and is discerner of the thoughts and intents of heart. And it says in verse 12, For the word of God is quick and powerful. And I'm sure many of you have realized that in our day and age, there is a tact on Scripture. The, the devil, you know, and, and the world have been attacking Scripture even, you know, from the very beginning when the devil spoke to Eve, he twisted God's Word. And ever since then, you know, the devil has been attacking uh, God's Word. And we see that in our day and age. There's so many uh, so-called Bibles, and, uh, and this world is trying to lead many people away from God's Word. Because if he can get us away from the truth, from the foundation uh, of God's word, what have we to stand on? If you cannot trust God's word, then what can you trust in? And I pray that each one of you would do uh, not what the Israelites said. They doubted and, and didn't trust God's word, but I pray that you would trust God's word. And just like in Hebrews 4 and verse 12, for his word is quick and powerful and believe that God's word has power and trust God at his word. I'm, I'm thankful for the many promises of God's word. I was uh, talking in the teen Sunday school this morning. What are some promises uh, that we can find in God's word? Of course, we can think of the promise of salvation that the Lord will save us. Um, it says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It doesn't say you may be saved. It doesn't say if you do all these works, you might be saved. It says you shall be saved if you call upon the name of the Lord. And I'm thankful, most importantly, for that promise. And I'm thankful that the Lord is, is sitting on his throne and the, the Lord is still in control of every situation. And, you know, many times when you're going through something in life, the Lord brings you to certain promises uh, in scriptures. You know, each one is faced, each one of us is faced with a different situation and different circumstances. But in those situations, I pray that you wouldn't turn to everybody else. You wouldn't turn to the world for the answers, but that you would turn to God's word for the answer. Um, we, we were uh, in junior church also today in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 31. I'm thankful for this promise. And I've been reminded of this one constantly in my life. In Deuteronomy 31 in verse 6, and it says, uh, God's word says, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And I'm thankful that the Lord never leaves us, nor forsake, forsakes us 
And if you are a Christian, the Lord is with you through every situation. Maybe you don't see it just then, but the Lord is with you. He is helping you. He is guiding you uh, through life. And then we, uh, first of all, we see trusting God at his word. And secondly, uh, trusting God's uh, direction. And when you look at where the Lord was leading the children of Israel to our minds, it would be like, why did the Lord lead them to this place? You know, they were trapped in by the mountains. They have the Egyptian army coming from behind them, the Red Sea before them. And to our human minds, we would be like, why did God lead them here? But of course, we've read the end of this story and we know why. And I mean, even before, even before God delivered them, he said the reason why he was going to do this. He said that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. That was the reason of this, that the Egyptians may know that he was the Lord. And, but we see even before chapter 14, we see in Exodus 13 and verse 17, and it says, when the Lord was bringing them out of the land of Egypt, and it says, and it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God had led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest preadventure the people repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up, harnessed out of the land of Egypt. So we see that the Lord led them here, and it says the reason why, because they would not have been ready for war against the Philistines. And sometimes the Lord leads us to a place because we're not ready for a different situation. And we see that's in uh, Exodus chapter 13, verse, or chapter 13, verse 17. The Lord didn't lead them here because they weren't ready for this to go the battle against the Philistines. And so we see that the Lord led them to through the Red Sea, because the Lord wanted them to trust God's direction. And the Lord wants us to trust his direction uh, in our lives. If you would turn uh, in the back of your Bible, maybe many of you guys have this, you'll, you'll see a map. Uh, turn to a map of, maybe most of your Bibles might have this. It'll show Egypt. It might show uh, the route of Exodus, and you can kind of get a picture of where Goshen was, where the children of Israel were. And if you look in the far right corner, you can see the land of Canaan. Can all of you guys see that in your Bible? You guys have maps? Maybe? No? I don't know. All right. So if you see Goshen and Canaan, it would make sense if you just went straight that way. But we see that they went down, you know, through, across the Red Sea. And, you know, in our human minds, we would be like, why did God lead them there. And it tells us why in God's word. It says they weren't ready for battle against the Philistines. They weren't ready for this. But the Lord led them through the Red Sea, and he wanted the children of Israel to trust God's uh, direction. And, and in verse our Isaiah chapter 55, in verses, uh, we, we read this earlier, verses 8 and 9, says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And there, there's a song I'm, I'm reminded of when, when I read this passage, is that God's way is the best way. And sometimes that can seem like a cliche saying, isn't it? Like, when you're going through something, yeah, God's way is the best way. But when you look back on what God has done, and you look back in retrospect, you can see, yes, truly God's way is the best way. Just like in Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9, it says, For his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts 
than our thoughts. And I'm so glad that the Lord, he doesn't just see in the moment, but he sees the full picture of it. You may only see, you know, in the moment, you may only see, you know, a small piece of of the puzzle, but God sees the whole picture and God will bring you uh, through this. Now that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. I'm not preaching a health and wealth sermon tonight, but God God is with you. He says in Deuteronomy 31, 6, he will never leave thee nor forsake thee. But that does not mean the situation, the trial will be easy. It doesn't mean the place that he's going to lead you to will, will be easy. But he does promise that he will be with you. He does promise that he will lead you. Just like he was promising the children of Israel that he would deliver them. Remember he says in verse 13, and see the salvation of the Lord. God was going to deliver them, but they had to trust uh, God's direction. And not only did they have to trust God's word, they didn't only have to trust uh, God's direction, but they had to trust God's deliverance. And we see in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 14, it says, The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me, Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. And I asked you a question at the beginning of this. You know, many of us here are Christians, and I hope that everyone here has placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Um, and I'm so thankful for that, for that deliverance uh, from sin. Just like I mentioned uh, earlier in Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you have not trusted Christ, as your Savior tonight, I pray that you would do that and get it settled and have the deliverance uh, from sin and have that peace that passes all understanding and know Jesus Christ as your Savior. But I'm thankful that the, when the Lord saves us, you know, He doesn't just uh, leave us alone, but that the Lord is with us. And that the Lord, you know, if there's a trial, if there's a situation in our life, if there's a point in our life, maybe it's not even you know, a trial, but maybe it's a point in your life where you're like, I don't know what direction to turn. I don't know what decision to make. And before you turn to the world, before you turn to man and, and all the answers, I pray that you would turn to God and his word and trust in the Lord. And first of all, I pray that you would pray unto the Lord and seek his wisdom uh, daily uh, in, in your life. And just like the children of Israel here, if they would have trusted God at his word and trusted him uh, in his direction, you know, they would have known that the Lord was going to deliver them. He already said, I would deliver you. And we see in verse uh, 15, once again, the Lord said unto Moses, wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel uh, that they go forward. He told the people that the word go forward means pull up the tent pegs. He says, you know, pull up the tent pegs, pick up, you know, pack up your things. We're going to go forward. You're going to trust God. You're going to move forward. Even though the Red Sea, you know, just wasn't parted yet. He said, go forward. And verse 16, we see God's deliverance. Once the children of Israel took that step of faith and moved forward, it says, but lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thy hand over the sea. And divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground, on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians that they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, 
and upon his horsemen. So once again, God re-emphasizes his word. What's the reason for this? He says um, that I will get me honor upon Pharaoh. And then in verse 18, it says, and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. So you may ask yourself, what is the, what is, you know, the reason of this situation in my life? What is the reason of trusting in the Lord? And I believe we find the answers in Exodus chapter 14. Here's the reason that all the earth may know that he is the Lord. You know, you can witness to someone, you can tell them about the gospel. And I hope every one of us uh, do that on a daily basis. I hope that we're a witness to others and tell others about Christ. But not only do people see you and what you talk about, but they also see you and how you live your life. Do you live your life constantly trusting his word? Does God's word hold an important place uh, in your life? Do you take God at his word? Do you trust God in his, in his leading in your life? And do you trust God at his deliverance? You know, one of the best ways of sharing the gospel to others is telling them your testimony. Tell them how you came to know Christ as your Savior. Tell them how he delivered you uh, from your sin. And when we look at, the, at Exodus chapter 14, we see a marvelous story about how the Lord had delivered the Israelites. And not only, you know, in the book of Exodus chapter 14, you see time and time again how the Lord had delivered the children of Israel and how constantly the Lord was trying to get his people to trust in him, not in just one situation, but throughout, you know, the the whole wilderness. And once they got into uh, Canaan land, the, the trusting the Lord did not stop. He wanted them to constantly be trusting the Lord. And just like in, in our lives at the moment of salvation, we trust him to save us from our sins, but it does not stop there. We should constantly be trusting God in every situation of life that all the earth may know that, the, that he is the Lord, that you know we do not serve a dead God, but we serve the God of the living and he is with us in every situation. Remember Deuteronomy 31 and verse six, it says, he will not fail thee nor forsake thee. And once again, in Hebrews, it says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And I'm so thankful that the Lord is with us in every situation uh, that we're in. And let's bow our heads and pray. Dear Lord, I thank you uh, for this lesson that we learned tonight from the book of Exodus and just how we can think about uh, our lives and how we need to be constantly trusting you. And I pray that you would help us uh, not to just say it in word, but but go in action. Just like the children of Israel, you commanded them that they would go forward, that they would pull up the tent pegs and go forward and trust in you. And I pray that we would do the same. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if we would all stand to our feet this evening. And maybe you can say this evening that there's a situation or a direction in my life. I need the Lord's direction. I need to trust him. Maybe you need to make your way to this altar and settle that with the Lord and ask him for direction in your life. Uh, we, we realize that we're human and you know we don't have all the answers, but I'm so thankful that we serve a God who does have all the answers and that we can trust God at his word. And maybe there's someone here this evening who has never placed their faith and trust in God as their personal savior. Maybe you need to come to this altar and, and we'll have someone show you from God's word how you can know sure how you can know for sure you're on your way uh, to heaven. 
And if the Lord is dealing with you this evening, I pray that you would make your way uh, to this altar. And But maybe not just in, de- in direction in your life, but maybe there's something you need deliverance from. Maybe you need God to move in your life. And maybe you need to trust him uh, in that. And maybe you need to come to this altar tonight and, and get that settled here this evening. But I pray that in every situation of our life that we would be constantly trusting in the Lord and not just in word, uh, but in action.